Welcome to the LU Moment. Thank you for listening. I'm Shelley Batanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University. Each week, we showcase the great events, activities, programs, projects, and people at Lamar University. Lamar University is pleased to announce that Dr. Jeff Foray is the recipient of the prestigious Distinguished Faculty Lecturer Award for 2021. Foray's Distinguished Faculty Lecture, Williams Gang and the Legacies of Slavery, will be held Wednesday, March 31st at 4 p.m. The lecture is free and will be live streamed at www.lamar.edu forward slash DFL. Williams Gang and the Legacies of Slavery, which is for a lecture, is based on his book by the same name. Uh, it chronicles the story of Washington, D.C. slave trader William H. Williams and his shipment of, tw- of 27 enslaved convicts to New Orleans in 1840 and relates them to the police state of the pre-Civil War South and the current quest for racial justice for the law. The Distinguished Faculty Lecturer Award was initiated in 1987 and is one of the highest honors accorded a Lamar University faculty member. Uh, Foray is a professor of history and a Distinguished Faculty Research Fellow. He's the author of several books. His work has been published in Time Magazine, Smithsonian Magazine, the Journal of Southern History, the Journal of the Early Republic, Slavery and Abolition, American 19th Century History, and several anthologies, the National Endowment for the Humanities, the William Nelson Cromwell Foundation, and the Institute of Southern Studies have supported Foray's research. Again, Dr. Foray's lecture will be totally enthralling. I've visited with him several times, and um, he has done a deep dive study into um, slavery. It's just fascinating uh, what he will present. So I encourage everyone to take part and uh, watch his lecture on March 31st, 4 p.m. at www.lamar.edu forward slash DFL. Very exciting. Uh, Also, Lamar University's resident mystery writer has published another novel, uh, Dr. Jim Sanderson, professor and chair of English and Modern Languages, Weaves Murder and Suspense in an eighth novel, Gambled Dream, published March 9th. Check it out on Amazon. You'll find all of his other novels there, too. Jim Sanderson. And the most recent novel is called Gambled Dream. Uh, Lamar University's Dr. Margot Gage, Assistant Professor of Sociology, will be the speaker at TEDx Mile High's Unchartered event on March 20th, 2021, discussing her experience with COVID-19. Gage suffers from post-COVID syndrome, also known as long-haul COVID or long COVID for short. Her story, as well as the advocacy work she does for women with post-COVID syndrome, has been featured in on NPR, PBS, and CBS This Morning. Health.com has recognized her as one of seven unsung heroes amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Her TEDx Mile High Talk will be on March 20th. Check that out. And our thoughts and prayers go out to Dr. Margot Gage. Here's a really exciting news um, um, I'm delighted to share. Dr. Ian Lin, Associate Professor of Biology, in collaboration with inventors from the University of California, has been granted a U.S. patent that enhances the early detection of diseases such as cancer and COVID-19, and it has the potential to save lives. The newly patented technology allows for the detection of trace amounts of disease and injury biomarkers of brain and cardiac injuries and cancer tissues, as well as pathogen DNA, RNA, and biofluids, including those of COVID-19. 
So congratulations to Dr. Lynn. We're so proud of him. Uh, you know, Lamar University is one of 131 Carnegie Doctoral Research Institutes. And, of course, Lamar serves uh, Southeast Texas, the state, nation, and world through teaching, research, and creative activity and service. We try to keep you informed right here on the LU Moment about all the research that's taking place and the results of that research, most of which goes to solve a problem in, in the real world. So exciting stuff happening right here at Lamar University. What's also exciting is it's Women's History Month, and we're featuring women who have an impact on the university throughout the entire month of March. And today, we are delighted to host Assistant Professor and Director of the Social Work Program, Dr. Ginger Gummelt. Dr. Gummelt, welcome. So glad to have you. Hi, Sally. Thank you, and good morning. All right. Um, I want to talk about your background and what you do for Lamar, and um, and I know you've got a lot to share, but I also want to talk about how important social work is now, um, even more so in the time of the pandemic. But, but let's talk about your background first and how you came to be at Lamar. Okay. So um, I finished, you know, I went to school, got my uh, bachelor's degree and then my master's degree and went into the field of social work and practiced in social work for about 10 years and then uh, moved into teaching and I actually taught in public school system for both middle school and high school and then a position in social work here at Lamar University opened up, which was a wonderful blend of both my teaching experience and my social work experience. So I came here in 2012. Uh, and have been a part of this amazing program uh, here at Lamar University and, and just got immersed in the Lamar University campus community and have just loved being here. Talk to us about what attracted you to social work. What is it about social work? I mean, and a lot of people probably don't even know what social work is, but can you delve into that a little bit? So, sure. Um, and, of course, you know, March being uh, Women's History Month, it is also Social Work Month, so March is an exciting month in my home, uh, or at least in my world, uh, yeah. social work, what, it, what attracted me to it was its grounding and roots in helping others. Uh, I always knew I wanted to help other people. I wanted to be a counselor and a therapist and work with children and adolescents. And <clears throat> social work is the perfect blend for me because it blends both the helping others, um, with a focus on who they are, but it also has the focus on the person and the environment. It takes into account that our cultures, our neighborhoods, our environments, and where we live and who we live with and interact with shape who we are. And so, you know, for me, it was the, the perfect blend. It is a very applied major and an applied work. We, uh, actually go out and do a lot of work, a lot of learning that goes involved, but so much of it is based in action, and that is really where my heart is. So, you know, it was the perfect spot for me. Well, it sounds like social work requires, I mean, it's not only the academic side, but you've really got to have a heart for it, right? I mean, you've got to be passionate about people or compassionate maybe and, and, and have a lot of empathy. Absolutely. So it is... Um, it is a profession for people who are interested not only in making a living in terms of being able to provide for themselves and their family. Of course, that's a very important part. But right. it's for the, a person who gets more out of and needs more out of the work that they do. Um, 
the rewards are greater than the monetary rewards. So the rewards are in connecting with others and helping others and knowing that we make a difference. Uh, it is not the only reward, but that is certainly a big piece of it. So it is. It's grounded in empathy. It's grounded in human relationships. It's grounded in social justice and in service. And, and those are some of our very core values in social work. Well, and that can be very draining, though. I mean, emotionally, I mean, you're giving of you know, not only your knowledge but of yourself and, and emotionally. What inspires you and what keeps you going? So it is. It, it can be very draining, and it's like any helping profession. Anyone in uh, social work, in teaching, in nursing, who is giving of themselves and connecting to others it's really going to drain out a piece of, of who you are. But um, I think it comes down to, again, you know, this, it also feeds us. By reaching out and helping others, I gain so much and I learn so much. So, you know, you always hear about the self-care and taking care of ourselves. Um, it's about learning that healthy balance and building lives for ourselves that we don't have to escape from, that I know how to balance um, how much I can give and then when I need to take care of myself. Yeah, I would think that self-care is really, really critical. And, I mean, it's critical to every to everyone, but especially in your line of work, self-care. How, how do you care for yourself? What do you do? And when do you, how do you know and recognize the signs that it's, it's time for you to stop and focus on you? So one of the things I talk to students a lot about in self-care for me is it's less about one event, stopping and doing, and it's more about monitoring, you know, what's going on in my life. I know what the signals are that I've, I'm getting depleted, and I know that it's then time to take care of myself. But mostly, like I said before, it's about building a life that I don't have to escape from, so that self-care is built mm-hmm. into my everyday. It's built into my, my world and everything that I do. I, you know, I'm as committed to some of my social groups and some of my own personal care as I am to my work, to my family, to my children, to everything else. I'd love that building building a life that you don't want to escape from. I mean, that's a bad place, <laughs> right? <to> be, right? <laughs> so, so, what do you think most challenges women today who are trying to do it all? And I mean, I, I know you do. I see you on this campus, and and you're you're engaged in so many things, and not just your teaching, but then you also have family, and you have a life off the campus as well. How how what do you think most challenges women? You know, there's so many challenges for women, um, but I think one of the biggest ones I know that I face and several women in my life face is the the strive for perfection and to do it all. Uh, And I, you know, I know I had to learn and I, I watch students go through this. I watch my colleagues go through this, that we have to learn, but it's not always about perfection, that... Um, a lot of times being present, being there, and being what I call the good enough. Um, I haven't caused harm. I've done the very best I can. And if I continue to do that, I'll continue to grow and change. I remember uh, when I was pregnant a long time ago, a a woman, I was, you know, talking about how nervous I was about being a mother. And uh, one of my friend's grandmother says, you just have to show up and stay sane. And, you know, sometimes that's hard to do. (laughs) It is, but it's the truth. I, you know, I learned before my kids were born, too, I heard somebody say, you know, it's about being the good enough parent, not the perfect parent, but the good enough. And I remember thinking, hmm, and there have been many a times where I've gotten through some tough times going, well, I've been the good enough parent. Uh, right. You know, I, I did the best I could at that time, and um, that's, you know, that's good enough. Right, right. 
Um, I want to talk about the, the, everything that you guys have done uh, during COVID. I mean, you've continued to reach out and help people, um, even even when you could only do it virtually, and you've gotten creative about that. Talk about some of the things that, that you you guys have done uh, during the times of COVID to, to still um, work with your students and to um, help them and, and continue their programs. So... You know, the credit in this one goes entirely to our students. We have amazing students in the social work program who are very committed to the core values of social work. They're committed to their education, and they're committed to the profession that they're going to go into. And when COVID hit right about a year ago, and we realized we were going to be very disconnected, uh, our students said we need to find ways to be connected. Social work, as I said, one of our core, core values is the importance of human relationships, and that's meaning that we're connected. Uh, so our students said, we're going to pull together these um, solidarity groups, and we're going to have uh, some Zoom meetings, and we're going to have our students lead these, and it's going to be everything from help studying to just some, went, some led some yoga classes, some mindfulness, uh, just some ways for them to connect. Uh, our faculty, Angela Clavijo, she kind of helped facilitate that, but Really, this is our students who took the lead and stepped wow. in and said, you know, we're going to reach out to one another. Yeah, that's fabulous. All right. Any advice you'd like to give to, to women? So um, any advice I'd like to give to women? You know, it's, it's like I said, not striving for perfection, recognizing yeah. that we do a lot and um, – that any time that we can reach out to help another person, it's going to help us tremendously. Yeah, especially other women. You know, I think, I, I don't know what it is, but sometimes we're not so apt to reach out and help other women. And, and I, really, I really encourage that, you know, to try to mm-hmm. be a friend to, to all women as well. So, all right, Dr. Bill, I really appreciate you and everything that you do here at uh, Lamar University and, um, and for the social work program. You are a um, really appreciated and, and um, honored person on our campus, and uh, we're thankful for that. Thank you so much. It's been an honor to be here, and I love talking about social work women and Lamar University. That's fantastic. We appreciate you. All right. Um, Let's talk about a little bit about football. Um, we're playing February football, which is, uh, and it seems, it seems kind of crazy, but, um, you know, you do what you got to do in the times of COVID, and that's what we're doing. We're playing, we're playing February, March football uh, when we kicked it off, and the next game is going to be on uh, March the 20th at 6 p.m. in Provo's Umphrey Stadium, and we hope everybody will come out for that. I also want to mention that Lamar University is complying with the Texas Education Agency for the um, social distancing and mask, although the governor has said that no more mask mandate, we are maintaining our social distancing. And if you can't be six feet away from someone here on the Lamar University campus, we are still wearing our mask. Wanted to let everybody know that. All right. You've been listening to the LU Moment. We certainly appreciate it. My name is Shelby Batanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University, the pride of Southeast Texas. <laughs>